You're listening. You're listening to a University of Kentucky. University of Kentucky. College of Arts and Sciences podcast. Professors Karen Patrone and Jean-Marie Rouillet Willoughby are both affiliated with Russian studies at the University of Kentucky. Together, they organized the 2012 Passport to the World program, Reimagining Russia's Realms. In this podcast, the professors sat down with us and explained their thoughts on the situation. This interview was conducted by Brian Connors Mankey before the Crimean referendum on March 16, 2014. I'm uh, Karen Patrone. I'm the chair of the history department, and I'm a specialist in 20th century Russian and Soviet history. Last summer, I also taught on the Keys program uh, in Lviv, Ukraine, in Western Ukraine. I'm Jean Marie Rouillet Willoughby. I'm the chair of modern and classical languages, literatures, and cultures. I'm a specialist in Russian, particularly Russian linguistics and folklore. Um, if you can't talk about the relationship between Ukraine and Russia in a historical context. The relationship between the Russia and Ukraine is incredibly complex and it goes back, they're born together, twins born together out of the same original city-state in Kiev. And both of those states claim heritage all the way back to this original Russian state. In 1654, the Polish-Lithuanian state and the Muscovite state had been fighting each other for a while and Moscow nearly fell to the Polish-Lithuanian Commonwealth. but a group of Ukrainian uh, Cossacks articulated uh, independence from Poland, and they decided, after looking around at the possible allies in their fight against the Ottomans and their fight against the Poles, they decided to, f- to formalize a union with Russia uh, in uh, the Treaty of Pityaslavl in 1654. So that is how the lands that we know of as Ukraine became part of sort of the Russian realm. How did things get started in their current flux? Well, the fall of the Soviet Union in the 90s brought about, of course, this independence of the what used to be the republics of the Soviet, or many of the republics of the Soviet Union. And so Ukraine became an independent state. Ukraine has gone back and forth systematically, allying itself with Russia sometimes under Yanukovych and with Europe or with going toward the West under Yushchenko. Ukraine itself is roughly characterized as an Eastern Russian-looking portion and a Western European-looking portion. I think a better characterization of the split is not so much East to West as age. Older people often, not exclusively, but often tend to look toward Russia as the place they want to ally. The younger generation that doesn't remember the Soviet Union is looking toward the West. Referendum scheduled for Sunday. What do you predict the outcome will be? Okay, I'll I'll start with a little history on Crimea, and then you can you can take a guess about the future. Um, all right. So, the Crimean Peninsula is is a part of the country that used to belong to Russia until in 1954, in celebration of the 300th anniversary of that Treaty of Pedyaslavl that united Russia and Ukraine, Khrushchev gave Crimea to Ukraine. Part of the reason why it went to Ukraine is because Crimea is attached to Ukraine and it, it can only get its food, oil, and gas through Ukraine anyway. So they kind of administratively moved it over to Ukraine because it made sense. My prediction is that they will vote to ally with Russia. I think that the very vocal 
Russian ethnic national majority in that region will outvote the smaller percentage of Crimean Tatars, that is their homeland, and Ukrainians who are there, or Ukrainian-leaning people who are there. But Ukraine will not accept that no. vote as legitimate. They will say that it was being forced because there are 20,000 or 30,000 Russian troops there. They'll yep. say that people have been intimidated at the polls. Yep. And you know, and to some, to some degree, that will be true. But the likelihood is that the, the vote will be to go with Russia. What are some of the implications of the potential separation of Crimea and, from Ukraine? It makes Russia look like, accurate or not, it's trying to re-amass the Soviet Union piece by piece, right? It took part of Abkhazia and out of Georgia and Ossetia out of Georgia, and it makes the independent states that emerged, nations that emerged from the Soviet fall, very nervous. It will certainly isolate Russia politically and will be devastating for Ukraine in terms of their economy and their claim to be an independent nation. And here we have a, a mess on all sides because on the one hand, uh, American foreign policy has really ignored Russia at the table for the last 20-something years. And so to some degree that Putin is taking pretty radical action uh, is in part because he's frustrated that that you know the kinds of claims that he's making in the international fora are not being heard. On the other hand, in the United States, we have this sort of Cold War vision of Russia, and Putin is playing his role like you know he couldn't be he couldn't be acting more like the Cold War imagining of Putin would be. Thank you for listening, and thanks to the College of Arts and Sciences, the Department of Modern and Classical Languages, Literatures and Cultures, and the Russian Studies Program for making this podcast possible. <laughs>